Hello everybody, this is Victor from Trend Foreign Trading for Beginners and today is New Year's Eve and I wish everybody a happy and prosperous New Year since today is New Year's Eve I thought I'm going to do something different and look ahead and see from my point of view some of the major topics from 2019 and how it's going to play out in 2020 and how it may affect our trading approach in 2020 but please note all the information from this podcast are my own opinion and it's not advising anyone to do anything. These are just my opinion I'm sharing with and I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And I'm just going to share with you how my thought process and, uh, and what I'm go about to go trade in 2020. That's all. So enjoy. Okay, first off the bat, basically is of course the US and China deal, trade war, trade deal, whatever, however you call it, call it. It's been on the people's mind, I think, I mean, for mine anyway, for the past year and a half. And look at how, you know, U.S. initially said, oh, um, we just don't like the deals as we're making our trade deal with China. I want to do something about it, look at the deficit between the two countries. And uh, then what? Then later turned out to be more like a trade war, you know, put Donald Trump going around the world, putting tariffs on everybody. And at first to to Canadians and then the Mexicans and Euro and China is just like firing shots at everyone. But obviously that the biggest of all this and that's still ongoing are hurting every other uh, countries really between China and uh, America. And um, this week they're supposed to sign something apparently, but um, nothing much happened. There's no details coming in the market, and then suddenly Donald Trump just tweeted about an hour or so ago said uh, he is uh, going to sign uh, some sort of a trade agreement with China on the 15th of January in 2020. And uh, this, this type of thing is like um, there is all this ongoing trade war and, and basically how, how we go to, you know, me mortals or our little retail traders, what are we going to do? How are we going to trade? You know, suddenly Donald Trump just goes to say something. And then I thought that was a positive, you know, hey, finally, they're definitely going to uh, sign something now. And But the uh, down Jones seems to all come down. I don't know what the hell's going on. I suppose people are like, uh, trade, you know, move the market, uh, trade trade, trade the rumor, so to speak, and then sells the facts, and now the facts coming out. But even 15 of January, even though from Donald Trump, it might still change. Who knows what um, they agree or not. I mean, China and the U.S. agree to, to sign anything or not. Because so far, China is still, I think, I haven't read the Chinese uh, side of uh, news yet. It's still relatively quiet. Uh, there's no, nothing come out from America either about what type of deal they go sign, what is the amount of things I'm purchasing from China, um, uh, from America. Um, and it's nothing details coming out and I just 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 see how it goes but definitely it's just moved the market or, I mean Donald Trump to treat and just things thing around so in um, 2020 basically as far as I'm concerned that December when especially December uh, 15 was it this uh, smoke screen of uh, possible trade one announcement to say China have done something and then uh, they Donald Trump basically removed the tariffs on the 15 basically from my point of view I think what well, is just smoke screen Donald Trump knows this uh, extra uh, 10 or 15 percent of extra tariffs that suppose put on Chinese imports are basically uh, all deal with computers, toys, you know, consumers' products, and he put the tariffs on. It's gonna affect everybody in America. 
and not just business so far. This uh, if the tariffs was put on on the 15th went ahead. Uh, if they gone ahead, then definitely going to hurt a lot of consumers' confidence. Okay, not right away because all this whatever product is selling for Christmas and New Year's already imported right away. But then going forward, it'll be you know one hell of a pain. For uh, America people, American importers as well, uh, going forward because uh, 2020 uh, will be quite devastating for them, and and of course it's um, you know Donald Trump just I don't believe he dares to uh, uh, sign that. He already pissed off the the farmers, and uh, uh, it's not going to piss off the other consumers as well. It's 2020 is election year. He's definitely going to try and you know make 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 something. Or make some make it looks like seems to be something's happening between China and, and U.S. trade war. Uh, I mean, remember this this whole thing started off is in America going around and putting you know tariffs on for for everybody, China including. Keep on saying China is being you know what what was his name? He he say what he's been whipping America, taking money from America for a long time and stuff. But but but, but hey, from from our point of view, I, I know. I mean, I'm from Hong Kong, China. I'm Chinese from Hong Kong, living in UK. Okay, there's problem internally in America, in China, and there are things that you need to you need to change. But remember where Chinese come from about fifty years ago, for thirty years ago, you know, still closed door, and uh, it's opening up. And America has you know helped China to go to uh, World Trade Organization, the meeting into World Trade Organization, and you know. Um, all over the world, especially America, has uh, benefited from um, cheap labor in China, and um, and the products that you're selling into into around the world, especially China, uh, America as well, the products are sort of improved over time, and it's much cheaper than actually um, trying to create the same product within the U.S. because of minimum wage regulations and so forth, uh, and obviously, I mean. Uh, Purchasing the uh, purchasing manager in America and so around the world, just going around everywhere to find you know cheap cheap products sell back in their own country. For America, for instance, they found it's cheaper to go to Southeast Asia in this case China, and uh, even including shipping costs and all taxes, import and all other things, are still cheaper than doing it in America. So when Donald Trump actually said, you know, we're trying to move the job back to the U.S. and make make America strong again, yeah, they can. They can actually you know, get people to buy American uh, produce, um, making America, so to speak. But is American people ready to actually say, yeah, I'm going to buy uh, American products from now on. I don't want to buy from another country. You know, to pay a bit more. I mean, to, to be honest, you know, normal people, they... They, I don't know what what is the, you know, the in, in increase in wages in America, but if it's anything to similar to UK, we just you know, very moderate, you not much, you know, five percent maybe, <laughs> maybe three percent, and 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 you got tariffs here, ten fifteen percent, if it got slapped on to, uh, to um, what people to buy generally, and uh, you know it will be you know causing a lot of inflation, and people won't won't be able to buy it, and if you want to buy it from America and everything costs you know fifteen ten percent even ten percent more. They they would choose to say no, I'm not buying American because uh, it's too too much or buy less. Okay, that kind of thing. And it's definitely not for good for Chinese economy. I mean the U.S. economy. So so in in the sense that um, people might buy America, fine, go ahead. But you know people also think can I afford it and 
it's unlikely. You know, they they some of the people will definitely buy Americans. That's just 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 they are. But a lot of people just couldn't afford it, and then you're trying to find alternative, and there will always be market for uh, cheaper la- cheaper source stuff. You know, toys, clothes, computers. Not maybe not from China, say Malaysia, Singapore. You never know from um, Vietnam or Cambodia, those kind of places. You know, they just want to you know, get get similar product at um, reasonable quality at a cheaper price. Uh, consumer around the world wants that. American is not the only one, uh, but it's just. Asia is much more of a hub to producing those things, and it's much easier to to buy them from overseas than you know produce in America. So I mean, this this trade war thing, it's not going to good for anyone, and um, this trade deal is definitely uh, I don't know whatever they're going to be signed. Hopefully on fifteen, hopefully will um, be good for both countries or around the world as well. Um, but there's just no details here so far. You know, the Americans say. China is agreed to buy forty to fifty billions of agricultural products and services, and they haven't talked about much about IT theft, banking reform, uh, force transfer of technology, those kind of things that the you know, American president, American president, has been saying for quite some time. And say, you know, you know, try to force China to do something. But on the other hand, China knows he has had his own problem. Is playing for time, you know, playing for time for to to set internally itself, you know, correct, you know, in the right way, so that it can, you know, opens up and then slow slowly opening up and let foreign competition comes in. Because at the end of the day, if the local um, industry is not ready, foreign competitors gonna come and just go global the market and what, you know, the China's basically lose control. I I don't think that that would be a good idea. They definitely, you know, quite want to quite certain what type of things being opened up and have good control on the market whatever the market it is because remember china has been uh humiliated 100 years ago 100 200 years ago 150 years or so ago when the the the, the allied army uh went into china and raided the place you know forbidden city burned down the place around out the stuff you know a lot of uh chinese uh, uh, things has been Basically stolen, and you can see them in in U- UK here. You can go go to the National Museum. You can see some Chinese stuff that's not, that's not given to to UK. You know, it was taken you know, from around the world. So I'm sure it's on US as well. I mean, China remembers it. You know, last time when when they were weak, people you know uh, sell. Uh, try try to force China into doing things and so forth. I mean, look at Hong Kong. Is well, why is there Hong Kong? Because there was opium war, and why was there opium war? Because UK, Great Britain at the time, is selling opium into China, and China government in the time, you know, Southeast Asia, uh, doesn't like it, of course, and then fight um, the British and lost, you know, two wars, and uh, and then the Chinese government at the time being forced to to sign. To sign some trade deal, basically, you know, give give up part of Hong Kong uh, on two occasions, you know, basically rent it out to to uh, to UK for hundred odd years or something, and then you know that's and then they fed up Hong Kong as a seaport, you know, to trade in Southeast Asia so and trade into maybe uh, into in, in China that kind of thing as well, but nobody talks about that, but Chinese remember it, and then suddenly you have American try to force China to do things. China has its own internal problem. It is not the same as the West. 
yeah, I haven't got a similar Western style setup, but it's very socialistic uh, because that, that's just how it is, how to set up. But it's opening up the market. It's you know, capitalist as well, you know, and then try try to sell to around the world, then come back and uh, take money from around the world, earn money by selling things, you know, uh, around the world. And you trade Chinese just like to trade. You try to just like to make money, then go into war or tell everybody what to do, kind of things, and. Uh, but they do remember what happens in old days, and they be careful what other uh, foreign countries try to force China to do things. It will open itself up, and uh, that's my belief. And uh, it is already doing slowly, but it has got a lot of internal issues like corruptions and um, a lot of you know relationships. So to speak, you know, being Chinese, you know, they talk about relationships a lot. So so a lot of uh, things need to sort it out. It's not very open up. And uh, because the um, a lot of things have been covered up as well, so banking industry got a lot of bad debts. So it's a lot of you know developments that's overdeveloped. Like you probably saw it on YouTube about you know uh, Go City, you know, overdeveloped uh, buildings, and nobody actually lived there. You know, it's enough to to support the Chinese growth for the next I don't know five years, ten years, whatever big funny numbers they put out. But just basically just overdeveloped, and therefore. There's a lot of bad loans going around, and uh, China, China uh, Chinese government trying to you know resolve this, and also internally the in- industry is not ready for open up for massive external uh, extra uh, competition. The cars may be ready there, that's why Tesla went in there, but let's say financial services, insurance, they're not that that there yet, you know. So they slowly they probably open up, but more and more controlled way rather than just what. The foreign countries, U.S. in particular, just say open up, you know, open telecommunication, open up finance. But th- those are important uh, industries for any countries. And just look at open up. But yes, you could do it slowly, but on on Chinese timetable. But and also, um, all, all this talk about uh, forced technology transfer. Remember, when China first opened up its market, all they have is just a lot of labors, and they have no idea what to do. They require, you know, foreign country bring in their technology, their know-how, and uh, build up uh, the infrastructure for for them in China, and then in turn export to 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 uh, other countries, you know, back to U.S. and stuff, and learn 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 the the trick of the trade, so to speak. So they will the Chinese at the time rely heavily on on foreign you know know-how, and of course they learn it, but you know not, they're not going to continue just you know learn just from foreigners, they will probably you know, come and innovate, innovate and just like Japan used to do, you know, have their own industry and, and, and try try to build themselves up. But of course they it takes time, you know, this kind of thing. And um and um so people talk about force transfer yeah, of of technology. I think at the start you have to because they don't know anything. But then the uh, Chinese government also want to protect themselves. They don't just want to like, you know, um do whatever the foreigners say. They mean, a lot of time at the start, most likely is listening to what other people's already done, following the examples into what the foreigners said. But when you go forward slowly, there's some innovation. You build things up. Instead of just giving everything in the foreigners' hand, there will be some joint ventures. But of course, being Chinese, I mean, the Chinese government don't want to just give up all everything to foreigners. They will have, you know, want better control. So that's why I think there's like, in in China, you you in certain industry, you you, you cannot own hundred percent of a company. The Chinese have the own fifteen percent, and uh, 
uh, uh, foreigners own 49%. But a similar thing if you go to Malaysia or some other country, you're not allowed to buy land. Or Thailand, you, you, you can only um, uh, own certain percentage. And just they're there to protect their own countrymen. And China is no different. You know? It's just like Saudi Arabia trying to chop, try to buy some uh, uh, seaport, you know, a port uh, in, in America got, got rejected by by White House because of uh, security concern. You know, th- those kind of things. You know, it's, you know, it, it all goes around, but to basically ask China to basically uh, open up very quickly, not to do city things, uh, uh, it, would, uh, it will do so, but over its own timetable. So this is a frustration I can see, you know, from all the foreigners coming and going to China, uh, to basically say why did it open up, why you're doing things and so forth. Is it with they 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 really uh, there's issue yeah there's a lot of copying going on you know uh, Alibaba in China was you know having a fight with some of the duplicate uh, people who basically f- uh, counterfeit stuff and you know the uh, and China want to fight those as well and he wants to create IPs for you know like Huawei they want to protect around the world they they slowly going up there but it takes time when they're ready they do so but of course they I mean. It's any country would do it. They probably do it some advantage for their own country, but they will still go open it up. So, so I think o- overall the chi- Chinese deal, uh, the U.S. Chinese trade war, the whatever deal is going on is, it's gonna be happen. It's gonna happen, but it's gonna take some time. And and then you know, of course, with history playing along with it, you know, the Chinese just go to okay move forward slowly. So may not necessarily what the American wants to do, but it will open up slowly. But also uh, if uh, foreign countries, in this case America, want to force its will onto China, I think China just got to push back. I think that's what happened with this trade deal back and forth, back and forth. You know, if there's something that's agreed, I mean, to translation, or right into from translating to English and Chinese, Chinese and English, would be relatively quick. You know, within a month, it be done. The last time when uh, the chi- Chinese um, delegate went to White House, that was in October, wasn't it? They say, okay, we will have something, something by end of year, but nothing details comes out. There's some discussions, you know, and they, they still couldn't come up with text. And this date, 15 of January, still still hasn't gone. Uh, anything yet? So you haven't got any text details and stuff, and it's just di- difficult for anybody to 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 find out what actually being talked about between the two countries. Yeah, th- those kind of things. And and also, I mean, from what we know so far, is that Donald Trump said China has agreed to buy forty up to maybe fifty billions of agricultural products from America. But you know, are this is just one off, or over one year or two years or what? I mean, China has already said it's not going to buy anything unless it's really needed themselves. Like, they China at the moment has, uh, if you have read some news around around the world, they have uh, African swine flu problem. So half the pigs gone, and basically got basically like chicken chicken flu last time, and uh, they kill half the 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 pork, the the pig stock, and um and. Of course, the pigs eat, you know, uh, soy meals. And use the uh, Chinese use the soy f- um, for for oil as well. As, you know, making s- make making soy sauce and making um, uh, uh, soy drinks and so forth. And then the rest just give the pigs to eat those kind of things. So, but since the pigs are gone, 
and half of the population gone. It's what they have to do at the moment, which I think they are doing that now in China. Basically, we move the tariff uh, to basically on American pork imports and import those cows, uh, the ports from, from America, because as only America, so to speak, has you know enough um, enough. Uh, what you call product to actually sell into you know China. Remember, China and America are big countries to feed all these Chinese people. You know, uh, China probably can't source everything from one place. Okay, America have a lot of brown pork produce, but I don't think it's enough to cover Chinese need. But given the problem with the the swine flu, they come out. You know, the Chinese come out and just buy as much as you can. Uh, with, with, with the with the uh, America counterpart and just try to you know fill fill up his it 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 is stock so to speak because it has been you know devastated by by the swine flu. It has been using internal stock to basically you know frozen pork to release back in the general public to let people eat, but then they have to replenish those from other countries. And uh, if America is ready to 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 sell them and Chinese have the needs, they will buy it. But I'm not sure about forty billions or fifty billions, because Chinese can only eat so much, right? Even though they put some in reserve. You know that that how how much is that? I don't know. The maximum they've been Chinese been buying from America was what, twenty uh, seven billion, and now suddenly let's say even thirty billions. You're talking about forty fifty billions here, uh, from from what Donald Trump is saying. Can Chinese actually buy that much? And okay, maybe one year, but continue all the time. I don't think so. I mean, how long this 40, 50 billions is for? Is it spread over 10 years? Is it spread over two years, six years, five years? There's not much of a details here. So nobody knows about that one. And when they say agricultural products and services, which one? Okay. I mean, Donald Trump famously in October said, hey, farmers, US farmers, go and buy some more land, more um, equipment, hire more people, get ready for, for, for selling products in China. And, and the thing is, uh, this kind of thing haven't been the first haven't been signed, the trade haven't been signed, the deals haven't been uh, published. So the farmer doesn't, U.S. farmer doesn't know how, how much actually been agreed between the two countries. And then even if you say 40, 50 billion, uh, as what Donald Trump said, can U.S. farmer ramp up the production that quickly? If we cannot, what does that mean to the pork, soy, beans, and agriculture produce that China? Uh, has to buy from America. Uh, let's let's say you you uh, China's agreed to buy forty billions, and you U.S. can only produce thirty billion. Let's say over two years, you know that ten billions deficit, you know is is who, who's going to supply that? Is America going to buy from I don't know Mexico or Canada or another country or Argentina to to supply those? And will Chinese put a uh, a clause in and say if the America cannot supply this much, then next year I'm not gonna buy, you know, I'm gonna buy a much less amount or something, you know, some get out clause them. What does what does that mean? And also that's only just talking about if America can produce and source them. But you know, this is agriculture product. Um grow on the outside in the elements. What happened if there's a major drought? What happened if there's a lot of weather issue? Or hurricanes. I don't know. I don't know the area in, Ch in America. What does that mean? And if everybody's trying to supply to China, what does that mean to the price around the world for the pork, uh, for soybeans and agricultural produce in America, as well as in uh, around the world? You know, what 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 is that going to happen? You know, it's going to cost a lot of. Uh, 
price rise around the world. What's that gonna, what does that mean for everybody going to 2020? Does that mean there's big inflation coming in in America or around the world? I don't know. It's it's just it's just funny. Also, while um, these trade deals negotiating going on with tariffs fighting each other, so to speak, China's go to source is already happening. Source is uh, agricultural product from Mexico, from uh, Argentina, from other countries. So while the fight between China and U.S. going on, China still need to eat. So what happened? They source from another country. Uh, now if the China is going to sign a deal with America. They're not going to just stop, you know, uh, importing from the other new countries. Say, for example, from Argentina, Mexico, they will continue to to do that from Brazil. They will just continue to to import those because they know America can turn around, you know, on its time to, to put some tariffs on. Okay, it might be just Donald Trump doing that, but it knows that you know America has that power to do that, and then China have to safeguard itself. So. Just like any other businesses, if one supplier's play up, is uh, a major supplier, what's is the the client gonna do? They just go to source the the required uh, products from another place and spread the requirement around. So one major supplier become less major. If it's let's say they have an issue, let's say they cannot supply due to whatever um, earthquake, whatever you know, they got other backups. S- uh, suppliers to help them to to supply the, the their needs. So same thing here. Amer- China is not going to rely on America, on uh, we are importing the the produce after after a period of time, so to speak. And it's going to spread the require require what they require what they need to a lot of different places and buy from different places. So for trade around the world is great, but for America. Now it won't be great because whatever is Americans producing, we spread around to different countries now. Okay, it's just just doing America. It's just same as back in uh, 2007, when basically American and the and the European market tanked. Uh, Chinese at the time I think ex- uh, exporting 50% of its produce to to outside world. They see the uh, Western world is not buying things. So they moved from externally uh, ex- export-led into consumer-led. You know that's where they, they also grow, try to grow the in- internal middle-class uh, markets, uh, internal market as well. So now they export only, I think about thirty percent to the, to America or to the world, and basically it's much less export now. And we the same thing here. If this trade deal is signed or going through this next couple of years, hopefully there's comprehensive trade deal that both South America and China can happily deal with. But China will in effect source is what it wants and needs, not just from America, but from Europe, from Latin America, Russia, which I think they already done so, um, maybe Australia, New Zealand, Southeast Asia, around the world. It won't be just American anymore. So the loss is, I think overall, America. American farmers will, will lose out on, on, on that front. That's, that's just my two cents worth. And um, you cannot really just force China into buying extra things because you already said, I only buy what I need. Okay, you might buy some more just to cover extra maybe population growth or sickness like swine flu, those kind of things. But you only just buy what is required. It's not going to be forced by another country to say, you must buy this one. I'm going to put more tariffs on you. So let's say China can only consume. 40 billions, which sort of 
uh, gone to what what uh, Donald Trump is saying. Minimum must uh, China must purchase. But if Donald Trump turn around and say you must buy fifty billion, so I'm going to put more tariffs on China. Say no, I'm not buy ten billion U.S. dollar more of produce from America. For what? I don't have. I don't have the need, and I don't have the place to store them. And is that for a year, two years, or what? You know. So so it'd be something between there's some play between the two countries, but China is only going to buy what it needs. It's just common sense, all right? So what does that mean to America? You know, can America really force China into dealing, you know, take, taking more agricultural produce? I don't know, but all this at the moment is still talking about agricultural produce. What about the IT thefts that China's, I mean, U.S. means talking about Chinese today and not, you know, not having a proper IP law in China to cover them. They have, China is slowly doing that, but it takes time. It's already started this year, I think, or last year. But it's still in infancy to grow that that type of, you know uh, infrastructure and regulation, and and also I mean you say China is forcing people to not not allow foreign countries to have hundred percent ownership in China. Well, they did that in Tesla. They allowed Tesla to have hundred percent ownership, and you know the car industry is ready, but other industry may not. So. When is that going to happen for our industry? We don't know. I mean, healthcare over there is a big market here in, in China, as well as financial. But um, we can all see what Americans have done for their financial services back in 2007, how they spread the, the financial disease, I would say, around the world. You know, Asia uh, su- uh, suffered, as well as Europeans. You know, an American basically, you know, you know, dump their toxic stuff to another country, and that's that's not help 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 in, in, in anybody either. So, what does that mean for trading then? So, as far as I can see, depends on the deal. It go back and forth between China and America, as and Donald Trump is going to do some tweets and do announcements. So I think it'll be very similar to what we have, you know, everybody hoping there's some good deal in the market go up. Suddenly something else happened, you know, market go down. So it's gonna be quite volatile, I think, next year, uh, for for this until we know more details about what's been signed or not. And phase two, you know, about IP thefts and access to market and also force transfer of technology. That's got a lot more difficult because that gotta hit uh, China's infrastructure, the China's uh, government, how they do things, the the rule of law in China, and just like any nation, you know, would America allow Russia or people from Mexico tell American government what to do? No, I don't think so. I think the American government is going to do what our government got to do, and the American people is going to vote the people into power. So. Same thing here, China. Okay, they might not have open vote, but the Chinese people, Chinese government, is going to do its own thing, in its own terms and conditions. American and other countries might try to force it, but at the end of the day, with history behind it as well, um, China is not just going to lie down, just take it, and it will just continue to do things. It will open up. But slowly protect itself, its own internal industry, as so well try to learn from others and have other mistakes and have its own brand of so-called capitalism stroke socialism. And it's just gonna play out. This is what's gonna happen in the next um you know, a few years hopefully. Probably 
uh, well, hopefully less than 10 years, but uh, uh, what you call Jack Ma from Alibaba, I think this Che will happen the next 10, 20, 30 years or something. But it, in fact, uh, I mean, trade trade war, so to speak, has happened already ages ago when you know, American produce is going to around the world into China and, you know, China tried to put, uh, protect itself kind of things, you know, like, for example, Coca-Cola, I remember when I was young, um, there's no Coca-Cola such thing in China, and that's only like 70s, 80s, and whatever Chinese copy or, you know, similar version of it is never as good, you know, and, um, and nowadays you see Coca-Cola everywhere. Or in China as well, and that logo, similar uh, Coca-Cola versions, is very similar. You know, very nice. Uh, there's not stealing thing, but over time, you just people learn the, the technology and you know come up with different brand, you know, slightly different. But that that's just how how it is. Yeah. So those 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 are the type of things that's gonna happen. So in 2020, as far as trade wars concerns, just going to be similar to this year. A lot of back and forth for the town market, and it's causing quite quite difficulties for a lot of us. How how we go to you know uh, play the market? I mean, the Dow Jones, Nasdaq, and uh, S and P 500 just go up and down and down as usual, and just going to be a quite difficult year. So as I'm concerned, next is Donald Trump manipulation of the market. Yeah, you know, this he just go continue to do his things. I mean, I, more from my memory, I think Donald Trump is the only person who really go into social media. Well, only the last ten years or so. I mean, Obama didn't do much about you know social media that kind of thing. And but Donald Trump basically like the tweets and uh, send out his thoughts, and um, a lot of time this move markets. So uh, what's going to happen? I don't know. Just continue tweets and tweets and tweets. And um, basically, uh, we'll see, we'll see how, how how it goes. And also, the other things we see his tactics as well, how he negotiate with even his own friend, okay, the Canadian as well as the Mexican, you know, as well as the Europeans. And what do they do? What do, what do they do? Going around basically, I don't know. We we like a cowboy. Just sorry, just my opinion. Stirring up troubles, and then. Because other countries need America, you know, to come up with a trade deal, you know, to do something, you know, Canada, Canada and Mexico. But, but is there any change in those deal from the previous deal? Not much. But it does raise one question though. Donald Trump seems to be American general now. He's going to use his, um, what you call his, his uh, position to bully his even his friends, you know, try to get a better deal, so to speak. Yeah, okay, maybe just populism, just America have this time come with Donald Trump and Donald Trump's doing this, but um, it also reflects that because of interrelationship, globalization and stuff, America have a better trading control and back, back in American lands, you know, so it's causing trouble for, for Canada and as well as um, Mexico, that kind of thing. So, so you can see quite... Donald Trump doing a bullying things as well as like the the Paris Accord, uh, as well as the the Iran deal, you know, just came out because didn't like it, uh, you know, and leave left European in a lump, and also put tariffs on on the Europeans, on on the on I think on the France, on the on the champagne, the cheese, and so forth because. 
Uh, I think the Boeing or something like that. The 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 air, air, um, Boeing, uh, the the basic airplane uh, uh, manufacturer subsidies kind of thing in Europe, and and you 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 can sort of see that's actually you know that's that's going to continue. That's just him. That's his trademark, and uh, you know he's got to carry that forward to everybody else. I think that's that's his other deal. Just like you know, bully you first, and then later on. You know, uh, do something, try to sweeten the deal a bit. You know, that kind of thing. I I don't know how he plays. It's just it's just funny looking from afar. I mean, even Canada is very good trading partner. It's can can still try to kick kick Canadian doing things. You know, and and I I just I just feel sorry to Canada on that one. So so manipulation is just going to continue. Manipulate the market, and then the, the the funny thing for me is when he treats, he moves the market. He knows it. What the hell is SEC doing? The financial regulator, knowing the president' comments, can move markets. Shouldn't they advise the government, advise advise Donald Trump to stop trading sensitive things or something that you know move the market? And should should he not you know find him? Look 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 at what uh, Elon Musk does. He just Blow his thought. Okay, I'm gonna bring my own company back in the private hand. This is uh, how much I might pay for, and this are the companies I have some finance set up. He got smacked for that. But when Donald Trump so say, I'm gonna put tariffs on. This is not good. It's moving the market. Oh, I'll put the tariffs back off now. Everything's fine now. And then suddenly see something else on the streets. Yeah, it's moving the market, not just in the U.S. It's around the world as well because into Globalization, you know, trading relationship. Who's got to slam on his hands? He stop. <laughs> so I think it's quite, quite, quite a bit of double standard. Telling and uh, saying all other countries, you know, manipulating its currencies or manipulating its market. I mean, for example, U.S. is saying China is uh, manipulating its currency. Well, as far as I understand, Chinese. Has you know to try to please America and European countries as well. Don't want to let the yuan, Chinese yuan, to fall down too much. Otherwise, we will be, you know, below one dollar U.S. dollar to to seven one ages ago. But it's kept you know above it to like five or six for years, and basically using its own uh, external currency, trying to um, in internal way financial ways to pop it up. Now with the trade deal problems, you know, China basically says, okay, I let it fall. You know, this will hover around seven at the moment. Okay, come back up to six point nine uh, yuan to your one US dollar, but you know, still around the seven mark. If uh, I don't know if Donald Trump's going to put more tariffs on, he's going to put more problem later on, and China's just going to defy his his currency more. So continue from that, uh, Canada. I I really feel sorry for Canada last this this year, you know, because uh, Huawei, and uh, because Canada say Huawei was you know doing things in Iran, and uh, basically broke his you know trade deal whatever sanctions, and therefore you know one Amer- uh, Canada to to uh, basically arrest uh, some um, the the daughter of the of the of the owner of Huawei, basically, I think she's uh, doing a financial officer or something for Huawei, and basically retain her. 
and stuck in Amer- um, Canada um, legal system now. Stay there while she is uh, fighting extradition to 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 uh, America. And at the same time, China reacted very badly. And this is just I don't know true or not. Accused some Canadian of spying, doing wrongful things, and two Canadians in jail at the moment. And then Canada stuck in between. Hey, what one funny thing is as well, especially in China and Hong Kong, people talk about it. China and America is going to sign some trade deal. Let's say it happens 15th, that's what Donald Trump is saying. What the hell is the ca- Canada then? What happened to them? What happened to the two Canadians? What happened to Huawei? Still there, I'm, as far as I'm concerned. Huawei is still, you know, thorn and size for America government, so to speak. So Canada is stuck in between. China, America signing something, some deal, but Canadian people is in jail in China, suffering. I I don't know how much Canadian think of Donald Trump. Also, Donald Trump, you know, kick out the deal or the, the agreement with Canada, Mexico, and we do the deal, you know, accusing America, uh, Canada things. I now sign a deal. Hopefully, that you know things get better. But but. I think this is a is a problem for um, government around the world dealing with Trump, who basically turned around to his friends as well as for just put tariffs on, put sanctions on. So long as America get, you know, or he think what America should get, who cares? But it was it's isn't time for every country should work together. But also because. Donald Trump reacting so badly around the world in the world stage. Should another country be more put more protection up as well? But then protection around the world, populism around the world is not good for trade. So I, I feel generally I feel very you know, sorry for Canada, you know, have to deal with this issue and stuck in between uh, Canada is the rule of law just like any other uh proper country, you know, um good country who has strong rules but stuck. You know, a trading partner, big trading partner, America, asking for Canadian help. But on the other hand, China is also the biggest market. Remember, everybody, everybody know more or less now that China and India has the biggest population. 1.7 billion and 1.2 billion. 1.7 with China and 1.2 in India. These are the markets for the next 50 years, as far as I'm concerned, go to, you know, consume a lot more than Western world, most of the Western world's aging, and Southeast Asians, you know, growing. And purchasing power, spending power will be all in the Southeast Asia area. And if Western world, in this case, Donald Trump could piss off China too much, or Canada, <laughs> worry about pissing off China too much, they they might not have access to that market. Look, look just look at uh, the Canada, you know, export seafood into China more or less stop now. Lobsters and stuff, you know, devastated. Oh, thank you to America, uh, that kind of thing. And um, overall, whatever you know, don't, don't the the uh, trade deal with China, between Amer- America and China is going to be, you know, people need to think. And so I think a lot of European countries' leaders are really thinking of, I need to, I want to go into the Chinese market. I better not to piss off them too much. And um, but at the same time, I need to you know, stand up firm for what I believe in. So it's like it's it's a it's a balance.
So it's it's going to be quite difficult balancing dance. Look 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 at American uh, footballers and uh, NFL whatever um, tweet something you know one of the the manager and then they got banned. You know, uh, a footballer in UK as well, I think, and then sort of got 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 banned in 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 China. And um, but slowly, you know, they the the produce whatever the the those people get you know get get back into China later on. But you know, every time when some people say something bad about a Chinese government and way they're handling things, China's going to react. And uh, but everybody still wants access to China, so it's like balancing that. You know, I know China has a lot of problems. You know, not not very good to some people most of the time. It's just history. That's how it is. We more like in Hong Kong, people believe Chinese more like ants. Just too many of us, and just killed us. And Chinese government won't say much. You know, and also they have a think feeling in China as well. China. People want to stay in China, but uh, the Chinese government is thinking if you move to another country, you want to stay in another country, fine. You give a motherland, then stay there. Don't come back. If you die, if you something happens to you, don't come to me. You move to another country. That kind of thing, you know. So, so for for us anyway, for the Chinese, one of the things uh, since I've born Hong Kong, one of the fears, you know, how Chinese government react is very different from what other people outside the world think, and um, and this is. People now around the world, all the world leaders find out, you know, how how difficult it is to do with China. Sometimes, on one one hand, China is not doing the right thing, and the other, so therefore, they voice always their concern. On the other hand, foreign countries want to access China, and China basically say, "Thank God, this carrot in front of everybody. You want to come to me? You know, you you better tone down your your conversation, whatever you're talking about." So. So in a way, between rock and hard place, so, and it, it is sort of show up. You know, just look at Canada, how difficult is there they have been, and uh, hopefully, <coughs> very soon, uh, if there's some things signed between America and China, America can you know put something in into the deal and help Canada uh, to uh, deal with the two people, get um, um, basically stay in jail in in uh, in America in China. I just really hope this end ends well. Okay, next bit is Huawei. Um, of course, uh, I mean, we all sort of read about it last year or so. You know, American basically say, American government say Huawei uh, because it's linked with uh, Chinese government and Chinese military. They're bad actors, and therefore we shouldn't buy any of their stuff. And even tell his friends not or try to pressure, you know, American trading partners, Europe, you know, Australia and Canada and other places say, don't use Huawei kits. But I mean, from my point of view, I I'm I'm just feeling what my using my own background. I'm a software end-to-end -end designer for the telecom industry, working in UK. And uh, I I think to really um, to to check and. Make sure the pro products from, let's say, Ericsson or Nokia, are good for purpose, and there's no backdoor. You know, in this case, Huawei, you can put up, set up a kit, just like BT here. They have a network, uh, basically a lab, that uh, BT offer other operators, you know, collaborate to set up the the 4G or 3G things before uh, network in a lab, controllable lab, and test the equipment, check how things work, how they interact each other. Means the government, local government, each government, let's say UK, can just set up similar thing, which is controlled by the 
uh, UK government, controlled by UK you know, uh, secret service, so to speak, just to make sure, or not secret service, but you know, the, the security service, to to check the security of Huawei equipment. Check, the, check to his desk, until he's, he's really check out nothing's wrong with it, and any software update is uh, subject to, for example, by law, uh, to say, you know, uh, uh, government approval to have tested it by the security uh, expert before allowed to let, let uh, uh, install into other operators in, in UK. You can just do that. So why can't Americans do this? As far as I'm concerned, is is this. From as far as we know, America does hack other countries' network to listen to, you know, they, you know I think... Edward Snowden was saying is that you know American CIA has been listening into conversation between trade deals between in the European country. You know, uh, Angela Merkel's conversation I think with with France or something. <laughs> yeah, kind of thing. And it's been listening to people around the world, not just America, but you know, other other places as well. I'm sure. And uh, it just hasn't been caught, except in what Snowden has been saying. You know, so American just we 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 were likely to hack, and doesn't I think doesn't want to let China know if if there's some sort of backdoor. If what they say is true, if China uh, have some backdoor in Huawei equipment, have some sort of backdoor that go into back to the Chinese government or Chinese military, and if the American hacker or any other country hacked the Huawei kit and software. Chinese find out just of course one country doesn't want to know the other country you know is hacking you kind of things and so I think that that that's one of the the, 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 the major point but American does go around American government does go around hacking other people that's just them okay for security sake it's correct they want to listen to what's going around for America but they also use that I think uh, to listen to other people conversation or trades whatever to better themselves they just haven't been caught except slowly and come out and tell people what actually happens so as far as i'm concerned <laughs> america can be bad actor too you know and the news i mean the news media talk much about this kind of thing especially slowly come out and say american cia has been listening to america telephone or uk telephone you know those those kind of things as well, and then that that thing only play out for a couple of days, and that's it. Everything died down, and then the Amer uh, American government keep on saying, "Oh, it's bad. Here, oh, it's bad." Try to force, let's say, Australia, Canada, UK to to don't use Huawei. You know, I I personally say each country, respect to Americans, say to do its own thinking, own checking, just make sure whatever supplier is good. I mean, even Nokia or or Ericsson kit, they're not. They're not 100% everything, you know, great everything. They must have some problem too. Each government probably would just fed them. And, you know, be, before the government were allowed uh, different supply to supply into their country, they must check them and fed them. Just so, in this case, for Huawei, fed them more. Just check, just make sure. And I'm sure UK is doing that at the moment. And I'm sure other countries doing that at the moment, and they will just go and make their own judgment. But uh, I can see how bullying tactics Donald Trump is doing, as well as the U.S. government saying, you know, uh, don't don't use Huawei kit. I think I think very much is linked to China trying to to be great, you know, to you know, this 2025 thing to be great on AIs and other uh, digital. 
products or, or some sort of technology as well and Huawei Communications is, is linked to it and basically doesn't want um, Chinese lead because especially on this one Huawei 5G is it's leading I think it's about 18 months ahead of everybody else and especially in America they haven't even you know, start up the, the networks to doing things yet and Europe is looking into it uh, I think Samsung has already run some 5G network in, uh, in South Korea and China in Huawei, using Huawei is already starting to roll out at the end of this this year or something or early next year to roll out some 5G kits and have the handset ready so Asia in general is going to be 5G led Europe is trying it out, deciding who to use and how how how, the, how it goes? America's still lacking, thinking you know, and it is do do its things later on, and telling everybody else don't buy Chinese or in this case don't buy Huawei. Um, I think it just go detriment for themselves. But what 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 does that mean for for trade trading sake? I think I mean for I think it's already play out in in Hong Kong and China already, um, because Huawei. Kit is being rolled out in China, so whatever the manufacturer that supply Huawei uh, with its um, um, microprocessors and kits for the 5G phone, 5G network, is go to you know, make a lot of money, and uh, that's just Chinese market or Southeast Asia, but also in Europe as well. When 5G is starting to roll out, hopefully next couple of years, and uh, Huawei if it's allowed to supply then there will be quite a boom as well. But let's say Huawei doesn't get all the country, of course it won't. Uh, everything comes in, Nokia comes in, they may be, okay, behind Huawei, but they're still coming in, you know, a bit later on with the compatible handset to, to fight about. So I would say in the next two to five years, five years, when 5G rolls out, and, you know, it will be quite, uh, quite a bit of, market you know for for um, chip suppliers mobile phone handset suppliers uh manufacturers you know microprocessor kind of thing not just american but a lot of european uh, chip uh um produce put um, uh, um developers and companies will uh will profit from them and uh, their stock property will be useful to you know to to trade on that's just my point of view i think 5g is definitely coming in but Going back to my own experience, let's say 3G, even 2G in first world out, I remember the old days when everything is still analog. People can used to make phone calls in the basement of a building in UK. And then when they moved to uh, um, 2G, <coughs> um, they couldn't make any phone calls, even standing right in front of a mask for certain operators. But and then you have 3G coming through, um, you know, the 3G handset was supposed to do what YouTube does nowadays. You watch a clip, and you can download very quickly for a match of the day. You know, you know some you know uh, penalty shootout or something. You know, next for five minutes play, uh, you can just download very quickly. But that was a dream of 3G. Didn't really happen until end of 3G, 4G area when YouTube comes out. Well, when basically when the technology mature, same thing here for 4G. Yeah, mature has got better, but now it got 5G as well. It will take time. So I would say like five, maybe ten years, uh, when the f the 5G product basically we spread around the world, everybody's using it and mature, and then as this grow, you know, continue. I think that um, the there probably something some killer app, you know, 
much better than YouTube going around and go to make use of the 5G, you know, like automate, automate, car automation, trucks going around, driving by itself. I mean, what Tesla is talking about, probably much more. And um, satellite talking to each other, going around defense systems, kind of thing. So in 5G term, and this is another thing about Huawei, it's not just about 5G on Huawei, it's about security in that case. Because the 5G network can be used for military or very fast products, or fast communication between different uh, base stations or computers, you know, Internet of Things and stuff using the network. So for, of course, for America, they want to control that network for themselves. Each country should as well, but I just feel a bit naive and say in America, tell everybody else what to do and, you know, and, and other countries accept it. I think each country should just continue and research and make sure you know, that whatever uh, setup, communication setup, or uh, kids they rolled out in the infrastructure is um, being, you know, it's good for purpose for that particular country, not because some other people, some other countries say so. So that's just just my t what what I think will happen. So I was thinking next two to five years, five Gs get rolled out. The handset, handset manufacturers, Huawei, Samsung, Android, the kind of thing will, will be great. The other thing I haven't mentioned is um, all these uh, uh, putting Huawei on the entity list by America, and Americans stopping Google and other company selling. Uh, things into uh, Huawei, and only if you know, they're back down a bit, you know, but they give like 90 days or 120 days review license. So American government has has a say of what Google and uh, supply to let's say Android operating system to Huawei. This only force China in general go develop its own internal technology. Okay, so in this case, mobile phone, uh, mobile communication. They just go develop. Huawei is years away ahead of everybody on 5G. And all this force of not allow Google to supply to, to China for Huawei's handset. Huawei just go to, or any other local company, it's just go to, China is just going to force itself, use these opportunities to, to renovate, innovate, and basically create its own operating system for handset, for cars, for TV, or whatever. So not to rely on America or foreign uh, operating systems, okay? And that have a detrimental effect to America, uh, to Google, uh, to to, to um, th those kind of companies as well. Because China have its own version now, and with all this trade war going on, Chinese being Chinese, probably just say, okay, first of all, foreign products be more expensive than China Chinese pro products. And with all this trade war going on, people decide to want more inclined to buy Chinese. So American more pro more prone to us buying American created uh, company uh, produce and um, Chinese will do the same. They'll buy Huawei handset, buy Huawei equipment, and those equipment will contain America, um, probably some Americans, you know, uh, stuff in it, in chips in it, but you're forcing the, because of the trade war situation, all these entity leasings, you're just forcing Chinese to innovate and to make better chips and better operating systems for phone for cars for computers and all sorts of things telecommission stuff and they basically then will stop using foreign chips so at the end of the day the foreign chip suppliers would lose out in this case most likely the american qualcomm's and kind of things you know slowly things will happen won't be right away 
China still takes time to to do things, but Huawei, for example, is spending billions for development, you know, research and development. I'm sure a lot of other companies would be doing similar things in China as well, and slowly and surely, China is going to be more self-reliant. And what does that mean? So, I mean, this is food for thought American and for the cheap manufacturers. And also, I think, you know, cheap manufacturers in Asia, maybe, you know, if you trade those kind of uh, trades, people from Hong Kong or Southeast Asia and Singapore or Malaysia, should look into, you know, cheap manufacturers supply into China. And it's not on the entity list. And uh, something, in it, it, could, it could well be the things to do for the next five, ten, you know, fifteen years, or whatever, twenty years, as China grow, you know, it's uh, it yeah, become better. May or may not catch up with America next twenty years. Who knows? But it definitely growing its middle class. Uh, the middle class is going around the world. You see them. I mean, I'm I'm from UK here. You see them try flying to 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 U UK here, going to Bath where I live in Bath. Um, basically, visiting place around the place before it's. We see Japanese, we got Europeans, we got Russians. Now it's the time for Japan, uh, Chinese running around here looking at places. So, so that that that's things going to be. So, this is just my point of view. And I think you know China, India definitely you know go be the the place to to be. And and uh, you know, on the place of handset uh, supplying to China as well as India as well, uh, slightly different market because of. Uh, public income, uh, people want a cheaper handset. So is China, they want cheaper handset as well. So if you reflect that on Apple, for example, um, Apple is is a great product, as far as I'm concerned, but it's uh, limited, it's quite limited. Uh, have limitations, basically you have to use the ecosystem, all the supply kits and stuff, and it's too expensive in general. It's more like a, it's not commodity, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a is a product for for the wealthy, so to speak. Okay, handset nowadays, iPhone 11 in UK, of course, you know, almost two grand, a good one, you know, high high end, high spec one. How many people can can give two grand even in a European country, let alone in Asia? That's why one thing you probably have seen it, <coughs> the Apple has store uh, showing the number of handphone iPhone sell. In America, in in no America, in China, because its uh, share of handset market there is crumbling, it's basically losing out to Huawei and Xiaomi and uh, lo local competitive food stock, and it used to supply that and and show how fantastic it is, and and Apple not showing that anymore the, the sales handset sales figures in uh, in uh, China anymore, so that sort of tells you something. Um, but the problem is with Apple, um, one thing I, I don't quite understand is why it still continue to go up because of this trade war going on. I mean, a lot of people uh, around the world is not really buying as much Apple products before. Remember when iPhone first came out, iPad, iTunes all comes out. They are very new. They are very different. They are, they are market uh, leaders, so to speak. They are disruptors. That's the word, yeah. They disrupt the mar market and have a new way of Making phone calls, using using the the phone as well as uh, for recording, for mobile, uh, for for videos and kind of things, you know, it's lead the way, so to speak, <coughs> for music and stuff. But now you look at iPhone, uh, do, do you really see innovation? Okay, they might have the the watch, fantastic. 
it might be a sort of health healthcare product as well as a sideline. But have we got anything you know great coming out since uh, this? Just my personal opinion. Since this job gone, I haven't seen much about that as well. And the sales, you know, I I personally believe the Apple's products are overpriced. I mean, go. I mean, they talk about it in China as well. In Hong Kong, we sort of know. You know, people. I know the the cost is like three four hundred U.S. dollars to produce in China. Yet they sell it to like two thousand in Europe per handset. They're making loads of money. And but how many people can spend fifteen two thousand pounds, fifteen hundred three thousand pounds to buy a handset? You know, we we not not many people can. And and I I just think overall Apple is overpriced for myself. But this one thing about trend following, you see the Apple price in the, in America, it's continuing to move up, just same as Dow Jones, even though everybody, including myself, say you know Apple is overpriced. It's not producing uh, sales iPhone handset sell you know, figures in China. Must be something wrong. Uh, it seems the market seems to think there's some other. Uh, it's making money from some other way, and therefore it's still a good company to buy with, and just can't you go up? It 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 just sort of uh, boggles my mind. So fundamentally, whatever my opinion is, the market say I'm wrong. So what should I do? As a trader, as a trend following trader, I just ride a trend. So as far as concerned, I'm still on Apple. I'm still trading. When the Apple is going up, I continue to go up, and I'm not going to abandon Apple. Trade until you know it's trend trades, but if you has been a, a very patient trader and using just very simple, fifty days over two hundred days moving average system, you've been tracking it, and you've been making loads of money last year on just on Apple, on Dow Jones, and so forth. Yeah, those kind of thing. So so that that does things like psychology, business psychology, very different from what the markets are actually telling you. You know, and also fundamentally as well. So, so fun fundamentalists might say this market is over um, overboard, but the market might continue to move up. What you gotta do as a trader, you gotta just trade, isn't it? Don't you? You just continue, just follow the trend. That's what how how we trend follow make money. We just follow the trend. So the next bit is basically just the world trade. I mean, we all know this this trade war going on between. You know, China, America, and America with the rest of the world, so to speak, and putting tariffs on, and also in Middle East as well, Iran. <coughs> I mean, World Trade Organization say the world uh, trade in general is going to slow down to what, like one percent for twenty twenty one or twenty twenty. Um, I just don't know how that's going to play out. With uh, I, I personally think America probably will suffer from because of the trade war uh, of the imported tariffs, which It's not the Chinese paying, not the Chinese producer. It's the American importers paying for importing product from China into America. And slowly but surely, I think they will have to, one way or another, either eat the increase in tariffs, and which go basically reduce the bottom line or pass it on to uh, the consumers. So I will see slowly there will be some sort of a. What you call um in inflation going on in America, and with the low interest rate and stuff, I don't know what's going on, but it's it just feels a bit, a bit like Japan, you know, stagflation going around, 
maybe next happened you know next few years we'll see those happening it was what what american gonna do then next i don't know but if the mark if the world market in general trading between different countries slowing down you have thought oil prices have gone down but for some reason the last I mean, last couple of months, oil prices continue to move up. It's been sideways. I think December, early December now, or end of November, it's just gone up. Uh, it's just quite beyond me. I don't quite understand. But also the other thing is, even though the oil price gone down in the world market, uh, when I go to put petrol in my car, the petrol in the UK has gone down a couple of pence last month or so. You know, quite interesting. Yeah. So as far as I'm concerned, the oil price should should go down, but it's it's not. So that's why I trade again. I just like Apple. I just follow the trade, and I'm in into oil, uh, trading oil at the moment, and just go up and just just leave it. But sometimes fundamentals say one thing, the the market uh, basically says something else, and what you're gonna do just follow the market. And because of this slowdown in in trade, I basically just thought, okay. Um, the oil should go down, but they didn't. So it's just a bit, it's a bit weird as far as I'm concerned. The other things I think is not being talked about much by many people is one word: coffee. Coffee has been, you know, going down to a downtrend for a while. But I think because of the Brazil uh, bushfire, uh, it's happening a lot of places in Brazil. It's really hammering, you know, the coffee prices. And for I think from August onwards, I mean. Middle of 2019 is going sideways, so more or less bottom up. And for the last few months, from in, uh, from uh, yeah, August, end of August time, it's slowly moving back up. And if you look at uh, the coffee beans trade, uh, it's been going up quite a bit for December, November time frame. And uh, I make quite a bit of money out of that, but it's quite sudden. It just move up, and nobody talks about it. That's the funny part. And... Uh, and trend follow, I'm definitely the, the trend trend follow. The big boys definitely make some money, quite a bit of money from coffee for the last couple of months, and uh, it's quite quite mind-boggling. Not many people talking about it. I don't think many people trade or retail investor trading a coffee, but if you do, um, good luck. And I basically think if coffee continue is uh, trajectory, it's above 200 day move, 50 moving average. It's very volatile. And I think that it definitely will continue. And I think for 2020, uh, coffee is definitely one to watch out for. Uh, now I will use the long-term system, the 50, 200 day moving out because volatility. I mean, one thing I learned from my, my trading system is, okay, they are trend following, but the short-term 280-hour system is, um, if you got a, you sign the volatile market, you get basically shake in and out very quickly, you know, what called whipsaw, shake all the time. And uh, even in the using the Turtle S2 system, I make money out of that one. That seems to work better than the 2ATR, but I think still the 50 days or 20 days moving average is the best one. And uh, because it's a long-term system, and uh, because I use end of day as well, I don't really care, even though it's delayed by a couple of days, uh, sometimes on the feeds, I don't really care. So long as the general big market is moving in the right direction, I've got a lot more time to play with. So this is what, what I will definitely looking into and continue to play with the coffee next year. Okay, the next bit, I think, uh, is US dollar index. I think US dollar has, you know, for, I think for end of 2017 to 2018, it was quite weak before. I think it went down to like 
the index went down to like 77 or 80 area and then just continues to shoot back up. And uh, in 2019, it's gone up to as high as um, 96, no, no, no 90, 97, 98 area, even almost 99. Couldn't reach 100 yet and then hobble around for I think the last couple of months and now it's come back down to 95, 90, 96 area, you know, almost touching 95. And if this continue, I hope it will, I hope it does, then we will have a couple of play here. I mean, gold, of course, anything that's denominated in the in dollars um, will go up. I think that might be one of the reasons why petrol, crude oil, bank crude, WTI has gone up for the last couple of months because it's showing, not, not because the world trade is moving up or there's better demand, but I think because U.S. dollar is going down, it's losing its strength. And you can see that as uh, in U.S. dollar against the uh, euro, against um, um, British pounds, and not talk much about, again, is against uh, maybe New Zealand dollars and Australian dollars. They've been all going up. You look at all those charts. For the last couple of months, there is a uh, slow rising trend line about 30 degrees, not very high, 20, 30 degrees, not 45 degrees, quite low, but it's moving up. And the price recently for British pounds, which we saw no, also uh, helped by the um, by the UK election, uh, stood up above 200 days, 50 day moving average. Australian dollar is doing that at the moment, so is the euro. Uh, New Zealand dollars against US dollars gone up already, just like, uh, just like the pound, you know, for a couple of months, uh, I think, yeah, it's gone up quite a bit, I think, from early December, and uh, just moved up as, as well. So if this continues, what we basically see is, I mean, it's been reflected in other currencies, and new, and gold, as well as in silver. I think if US dollars continue to go down, we'll see good play, you know, definitely good things for for gold, because of the, you know, problem with the, the trade between US and China. And the other thing, all thing is, if you look at gold, it's uh, basically, general speaking, is if down Jones go up, then gold price will go down. But it didn't. So something is going on as if like people are losing faith uh, in the general trade uh, in the market. They think it's too high or something. They just got to buy gold, basically. I mean, China has been buying gold all the time. So it's, uh, India has been the tradition that they buy, but even Russia and other European countries, central bankers, banks are buying gold now. So the gold price sort of stay uh, well above you know, fourteen hundred, basically fourteen forty and fourteen eighty area has been more or less you know sideways for three four months now, and then now it's just break out. And and I think going forward, if the U.S. dollar index is um, continue to crumble, which I hope it does. I never know. Then you see basically gold go up, silver go up, British pounds against US dollar go up, uh, euro against US dollar go up, Australia against US dollar go up, New Zealand against US dollar go up, which is already more or less doing so now, last couple of months. And I think it'll be a theme for 2020. This will continue. And that, I think a lot of people is gonna make loads of money this year in, in this market. if. The American uh, dollars index is uh, getting worse, and then if you look 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 at that. One one thing I think probably will happen is, U.S. dollars as U.S. dollar collapse if it happens, 
then I think um, the American market can be not going much higher. I hope it, it will. I never know because at the moment I'm trading the the three major index: Dow Jones, Nasdaq, and S&P 500. Uh, I mean, riding up to the upside, but I'm expecting you know some volatility probably come back down now. What we, what we get from 20, 2008, isn't it? It's been more or less moved up for 10, 11 years now for the, for these indices, and. Um, People keep on saying it will turn back, it will turn down, go into bear market, but it didn't just continue to define the market. But I believe one thing about gravity, gravity applies to everything. It applies to chart trading as well, applies to trade you know, prices. Whatever goes up must come down, nothing go up forever. So if that's happening, definitely hope so. Um, I just hope sometime, you know, the, the market come down in, okay, maybe not the right thing to say, but being trend follower, we, we trade both, we trade when the trend is up as well as the trend is down. I think it's maybe, you know, get ready for turn down a downturn in American market. If the US dollar coming down, that means they will have more important inflation because the weaker dollar um, buying as a European stuff or Asian stuff will be more expensive and therefore import inflation. Uh, it make American produce more affordable for export, but for import, it will have import uh, inflation. And that's probably not very good for the uh, American market in general. And uh, this is just, just my two cents worth. And also, what really ill me is the quantitative easing. You know, this, the repo rate. People talk about, you know, um, remember the US Federal Reserve say, oh, we're not going back to quantitative easing. We just, uh, in the repo market, you know, the bank lending money to each other and will be a problem, liquidity problem. I just go be, you know, bank of last resort and just provide liquidity. But now, instead of just providing liquidity, it's also buying short, uh, short year treasury bonds in two years. And I think it's an effort in trying to manually, you know, invert the invert curve between them two years and 10 years uh, yield curve inversion kind of things like that. But that is what um, <coughs> um, the net result what it's doing is exactly the same as quantitative easing. Basically, American government, also Federal Reserve, is pumping liquidity into the financial market by buying, you know, short-term treasury bonds. And then later on, they moved, I think, as uh, operation treats or something. By instead of buying short-term treasury, and buying ten or twenty or thirty years treasury bonds, basically just pumping money in the market. So if you look at the, if you just, well, go do a Google search, uh, Google and say U.S. Fed uh, index or something. I think uh, U.S. Fed uh, uh, curve. You see that basically the U.S. I'm sorry, U.S. Fed balance sheets curve. Okay, you can see the U.S. Fed balance sheets have been going up since around October time when the Federal Reserve come on and say, look, I am uh, providing liquidity here and um, uh, to, to, the, to the market in, in America. And the U.S. basic balance sheet is going up, up, up so quickly last couple of months. It's staggering. I think uh, when the quantity easing was up to highest about 4.5 trillions on the U.S. reserve uh, balance sheet. It, uh, when they're doing quantitative tightening, which Donald Trump doesn't like for about a year, it gone back down to like three trillion or just above three trillion. And since October it's gone back up from three trillion to like three almost four trillions now. Three point seven or something. Uh it's well worth go out have a have a look, but it's just like this is basically the 
the net effect of quantitative easing. American U.S. Uh, Federal Reserve is increasing its balance sheets, pumping money into the market. Now, if all this money flying around in the market, of course the market going out. But also to reflect that the market is basically, basically beefed up by the American uh, Federal Reserve. When they do quantitative easing, we go to see 2018, the market has gone down. When they resume the, the basically stop the tightening, market come back up a bit again. Now they we we uh, basically we inflate the market. We do through the repo market, and you see the uh, the three main agencies in America is continue to go up. I mean this cannot go on forever. I mean it's one day it's gonna pop, but I don't know when. As far as I'm concerned, this for me as a trend follower, it's a fat tails event. Basically something that only happens once a while, once a blue moon. It's happening now, and uh, I basically just ride ride a bucket bunko, just ride a trend and just make money. But all good thing comes to an end. So in 2020, as far as I'm concerned, it's gonna be quite volatile with all the trade talks going on between China and America and America and the rest of the world. And that's just how how I feel is probably gonna happen. And uh, I'll just basically this this my own personal play. I'm gonna look at coffee. I'm look at gold. I'm gonna look at silver. I'm look at uh, U.S. dollar against other currencies. So because I'm in U.K., I'll look at uh, against British pound. I'll look at against Australian dollars, against uh, uh, maybe New Zealand dollar, but definitely euros. You know that kind of thing. Even if you're Southeast Asia, look look at. Um, U.S. dollar against uh, Singapore dollars has been going down and down and down and down, and I'm I'm sure the um, against other um, um, uh, Southeast Asian currency, I mean the Southeast Asian currency against the U.S. dollar is getting stronger as well, and uh, there's definitely some trades going on go to 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 do that, you know so. This is something that's definitely going to be looked at, and I hope you like this uh, podcast, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.